This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hey, all you dumb nerds. How's it going? Welcome to the Dumb Nerds Podcast, a podcast where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Also, happy Valentine's Day. Yay. I'm now at a point where I know when all the episodes will drop so I can kind of be hip to what day it is. And today is February 14th. So happy Valentine's Day. And if you don't like the happy Valentine's Day, then you're going to love this episode because we don't talk about Valentine's Day at all. Instead, we talk about quantum physics. Yay. Uh, just a spoiler up top. I'm not sure if you're going to learn anything, but I think you'll have a good time. So it's worth listening to. Yes. My guest today is Luce Tomlin Brenner. She is the producer of Sun Valley, a show at UCB, Upright Citizens Brigade. And she's also a producer of the Radio Picture Show, which is an awesome storytelling show, which is the second Wednesday at the Virgil in Hollywood. So for you people not in Hollywood, when you come to Hollywood, there's two great shows you could check out if they happen to be playing when you're in town. If they're not, you could also check out Luce on a couple indie improv teams. She performs with Parker Posey and she also performs with Garbage. And guess what, folks? I'm also on Garbage with her. It's great. We do weird stuff. Like we have a show called Inside the Improviser Studio where the entire team dresses up like James Lipton. Yay! And you know what? If you're not in LA and you're like, what are you talking about? I want something I can get right now. Just like this podcast, Dumb Nerds. You can follow Luce on Twitter at LTB Comedy. You can also follow her on Instagram at LTB Comedy. It's great! Yay! And also, if you're like, you know what? Great. I got Luce on Twitter. I got her on Instagram and I got her in my earbuds in about 40 seconds when we start listening to this quantum physics lesson. Not going to call it a lesson. Let's call it a quantum physics dumb exploration. Yay. And, you know, you're listening and you're like, you know what? I got to buy some stuff on Amazon. Wait, before you go to Amazon.com. Instead, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds. And then when you get there, you'll see my fun kitty cat logo art and you can click on the support our artist button and then that'll take you straight to Amazon.com like you would normally be. Then you can shop and we get a little kickback. It's great. It helps this super dumb show keep going so you can have more entertainment in your ears. Yay! Also, guys, we now have a Facebook page, Dumb Nerds Podcast, and a Twitter at Nerds Dumb. Follow and like the page and you can get all the kind of special extra nerdy stuff like articles posted that where we got our research from so you can read up on it and get more nerdy and have some fun. Guys, I hope you enjoy Luce and I. As we attempt, we really do attempt, kind of attempt. Uh, may we bail out pretty quickly. But nonetheless, here's our episode on quantum physics. Enjoy. All right, Luce, welcome. Thank you. 
Are you ready to talk about quantum physics? Um, I was ready, and then I did some more reading, and yeah. I realized I wasn't ready. Uh, I've been trying to do research for the past couple of days, and today I literally Googled, I am dumb, teach me quantum physics. <laughs> because even quantum physics for dummies and for idiots still so wasn't fun. really sticking. <laughs> You're like, you know, for those of you who went to state college yeah. and also majored in physics. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if you didn't go to MIT, but you still know a lot about physics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a dummy. <laughs> I know. I really love uh, Stephen Hawking and I read his main book. That's great. That's better than me. Yeah. Well, and I, I just like really like uh, everything that he talks about and writes about. And I always think of that as it is like quantum physics. Mm-hmm. When I told you I want to do that, I'm like, yeah, I love parallel universes. Yeah. and like the idea of being in two places at once. Mm-hmm. And then I, last night I was like, I should just brush up. Maybe there's like a few things <laughs> I should know more specifically. Yeah. So I just like Googled quantum mechanics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh and I was God. like, oh, shit. Yeah. This is a really big part of physics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought I could learn it. You know, like you know, at first it was like, I can learn this in 10 minutes. I'm just going to watch a YouTube video. I know. You texted me while you were at UCB. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, working at UCB and then was like, I got some downtime. I'm just going to read a little quantum physics. Little It'll sink in. And then in four days, I'll be able to talk about it. It's all math. There's a lot of math. It's a lot of math. But there's a lot of great thought experiments and, you know, some some cool cats that work (laughs) in it. So we can talk about that. Yeah, we care about keeping cats alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Schrodinger. Schrodinger's (laughs) cat. Cat. Good thought experiment. Yeah. Um, Yeah, let's just... Let's dive in. Yeah. Based off Googling quantum physics for dummies... Google helped me out with some, you know, broad definitions. Oh, good, good. Okay. What is the theory of quantum physics? Quantum theory is the theoretical basis of modern physics that explains the nature and behavior of matter and energy on the atomic and subatomic level. The nature and behavior of matter and energy at that level is sometimes referred to as quantum physics and quantum mechanics. (laughs) See, so like that, I'm like, oh, this is much bigger. (laughs) It's very, it's very broad, but watching some of the videos and everything, it's like, oh, it's basically like trying to learn, understand how atoms move or have the potential to move. Yeah. I'm interested in the potential. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm like, this is cool because the math is just basically saying it is possible for this atom to move at this rate and be here. But it's also possible for it to be here or here or here. Right. Um, You're not doing math and being like, I know 100% that this atom exists and moved at this rate and did this thing. Which is kind of exciting because I feel like the big problem with math is that it's so inflexible. Mm -hmm. I know lots of people would argue that that's what makes it helpful. Yeah, yeah. But that's why I always had such a hard time learning it (laughs) because I was like, what do you mean there's one answer? Like, I'm not really into things Mm -hmm. with one answer. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that they did take something like math where, you know, you 
plug and chug and then this is the answer, but used it in theory to come up with a possible answer. Yeah. You I'm know? really into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like watching these YouTube videos, I zoned out about the part where they like start doing the math. I know. That's when all the reading and I'm like, I don't want equations. Who's trying to yeah. learn about these equations? And the equations... H. What's H? <laughs> I just know X and Y. <laughs> There's an H? Look, I can do I. I know an imaginary number, but H? I, yes. I was, when imaginary numbers got introduced in my honors algebra two class, mm-hmm. that's when I checked the fuck out. I was like, fuck you. Imaginary numbers this whole time, you've been acting like everything's <laughs> so solid, yeah. so cut and dry. Now you're like, some are just imaginary. Mm-hmm. Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing that I don't know. I had some fun math classes, but then most of them were not great. I think it depended on the teacher because my problem Mm -hmm. with math classes at good old California public schools is they would just be like, this is the equation. Here's some problems. Do it. And I'd be like, why are we doing it? Yes. What does it mean? Like, why? Teachers mostly don't like it when you do that. Probably because they probably don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They're probably just following those, uh, SAT. Wait, what's the st- the standardized testing? They're like, we need you to yeah. know how to do this on a standardized test. Standardized test isn't. Hey, <laughs> why do we do this equation? Write out a paragraph. I know. I'm yeah. like, uh, let me explain it to you. I would love to do that. Totally. Have like a little little um, yeah five paragraph essay on it. That yeah, sounds great. Totally. And if they were like, hey, we're learning about imaginary numbers, so this is a guess. It's probably wrong, but we're learning about imaginary numbers. So when you do physics, you can think about where atoms might be. (laughs) (laughs) And that would be like, what? We can find out where atoms are? Dope. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't feel like my teacher said anything about what we could do with imaginary numbers. I just remember laughing as soon as she said it. Yeah. She yelled at me. I got a lot of trouble in my algebra two class because that was the year I gave up. I just started (laughs) making jokes. Yeah. And my teacher wasn't into it and I got like straight D's in that class but because oh. it was an honors class it counted for they oh. were like C's so yeah. oh I got like an oh, extra yeah, point that's right I remember that yeah you always got an extra point in those advanced classes because they're like harder and then for parent teacher conferences my teacher told my parents that I should be in regular math uh-huh. Because I wasn't performing on the honors level and yeah. I didn't have enough drive to like learn the material <laughs> and I had a yeah. smart mouth. <laughs> and yeah, but my parents were like, no, she needs that extra point because she would also get a D in like that. <laughs> uh, she's staying. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I also felt like going through high school, there was that stereotype of women aren't good at math and science. No, that's exactly. I felt like yeah. all my male teachers were just like, I'm just not going to give you yeah. any attention. Like, it's- if you don't get it then you just because you don't like it yeah or you don't or care like, you want to shop and- yeah yeah I'm just gonna talk to the guys that keep walking up to my desk and are like let's chat about sports and then yeah or yeah whatever. or they even know how to ask the right questions I feel like that's really yeah. hard in high school is yeah is learning that and also having the confidence to be like hey I don't get this can we like revisit it or mm-hmm. yeah I had a one of my best teachers was my freshman uh geometry honors geometry teacher she was great and her husband was was the movie critic for our local paper, the Chronicle Telegram. Oh, and cool. uh, yeah, so she had like movie posters all over her room, and mm-hmm. like she was really funny, and she like really um, like reached out to everybody. And I feel like that because she was a woman, she was like 
very in touch with every single person in class and That's wasn't awesome. favoring yeah. anybody yeah. and like spent extra time with me like after class and I never felt weird asking her about anything because she was like really warm yeah yeah she was the best teacher that's awesome uh, yeah I know. there's some good ones out there shout out to all those good teachers yeah my parents are teachers yay that's awesome my Did- best friend John's a math teacher in Cleveland so I think he's doing a good job because he's I really bet. funny yeah so, okay, this H, it's called no. <laughs> it's called an H bar, and it literally looks like a cursive H with a dash, like, going through the Oh, yeah, I've seen line. that before. I've seen that in a lot of movies, uh, like A Beautiful Mind. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, like, I love movies where, Windows. like, we need to be smart, write that H. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> they have to, like, practice their yeah. calligraphy so they can write it so beautifully. So this H bar is a modified form of Planck's constant. Or the reduced Planck's constants in which H equals H divided by 2 pi. Wait, how can H equal something that H is included in? Because I think the reg... Okay, we're looking at two H's, guys. Oh, okay. Um, There's the cursive H and then there's just like a bold H. I think the bold H is like the dumb H's of the two. (laughs) Because it says reduced Planck's Planck's constant. Oh, okay. Um, And then I think Max Planck... Was a guy, uh, Max Carl Ernst Ludwig Planck. Ooh, great name! Yeah. Ooh, he was born a day before me, only a hundred, but <laughs> nineteen years before me. Um, he was a German theoretical phys- physicist who worked on quantum theory, and he won the Nobel Prize in nineteen eighteen. Oh, good for him! Yeah, that's and, a name you don't ever hear. Yeah, where's Max Planck's movie? Hey guys, shout out to Max Planck. He has done a lot with light. Yeah, one photon photon of light carries exactly one quantum of energy. Planck is considered the father of quantum theory. <gasps> wow. Whoop. I never heard of him ever. According to Planck, E equals H, where H is Planck's constant, which is this great number. <laughs> uh, 6.26 times 29 times 10 to the negative third. <laughs> J S. <laughs> Shout out to all you nerds who know what that is. You put that uh, on a, with a white pen on a nice clear window. Yeah, yeah. Out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to look smart, just walk around and write that on windows. Uh, v is the frequency, and E is the energy of the electromagnetic wave. So he was figuring out how photons of light. <laughs> move around yeah okay tight see so like that's the stuff i think is is like interesting is Mm -hmm. figuring out like that light is moving yeah right right no this is great and then this i feel like i know a little bit more about is like the speed of light and like how other things move uh in relation to the speed of light because some things can move faster and then some move slower and like that's wild because with our eye we see like everything is like in an instant or it's just like happening as we're happening. Well, if you want to get really nerdy, I do. um, uh, When I was in school uh, studying philosophy, um, (laughs) like one of the big things in philosophy that was like the hot topic at the time Mm -hmm. and is still like a hot topic is um, like, like what is consciousness? Yes. And like, cause no one knows. No. Which is insane. I love that so much. (laughs) There's like so much about the brain that, people don't understand and like how it processes time which is Mm -hmm. related to consciousness yeah and there's a there's a guy um i believe his name is dennett 
I'd have to fact check this, but he his theory of our consciousness is we're all kind of like like our consciousness is like on a delay because we're taking in things with our senses and then processing it and then it hits our consciousness. Oh dang. So we're able to like you know, move about the cabin and yeah. like how we choose. Um so there's like there's like we're we're kind of behind like things what happening. is happening. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Is that how we get like hit in the face with like sports balls and like <laughs> <laughs> and not notice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like trip over things. It's like you realize you're mm-hmm. doing something yeah. as you're doing it. And it kind it. of it kind of makes sense too in regards to like you know, maybe an like an athlete like a ping pong athlete like is moving so fast where like, you know, when you're drinking <laughs> and you're like where did I put my, like, where did I put my glass of water or something? You know, it's like you're, you're conscious. You're like, just slowed down. Yeah. You're slowing it down. Yeah. Or like as you get older, like, you know, like things start slowing down and like process rates slow. Uh, and that might, might also have to do with like, I don't know, atoms in your body. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing it all back. Yeah. Yeah, How fast are those, how fast are atoms moving? Yeah. Yeah. So I think this is what Plank was like. Hey, I figured out light for y'all. You figure out everything else. Uh, I think it's interesting that as a grandfather of quantum mechanics, that light was the first thing that he explored. Yeah. Before like uh, matter. Light's not matter. It's light. Right. I think so. Matter. I think matter has to do. It has with to have like, atoms. Yeah. To be a matter. Yeah. Maybe he was just like turning on lights and was like what's happening <laughs> like wait when and, were lights invented though um i mean he fi- he got the prize in 1918 so okay. there were lights on at that time and and i think i remember like in science talking about like yeah you turn on a light and it instant it to us it feels like it instantly like lights up the whole room right that's what's so interesting yeah. that it's not yeah so maybe in his brain he was like there's these atoms that are like coming out of this like uh electricity magic (laughs) (laughs) and it's like hitting the room and then our mind is able to like see yeah when it's not really there yeah so maybe maybe in regards to physics it being such this like invisible science like light is a way to be like well I can see it so maybe there's a way I can like figure out how how, how it fast here. it's traveling mm-hmm. in a room he probably was like looking at the sun first right yeah ooh, because we've always oh. had the sun okay so a fun thing i pulled up by uh this writer uh tom shivers of telegraph.co.uk <laughs> uh, he wrote an article called 10 weirdest physics facts from relativity relativity to quantum physics and one weird fact he found that I was I giggled at and was like, you could talk about this. Where is it? Where is it? Basically, um, as I'm finding it, <laughs> if the sun was made of bananas, it would still be as hot as the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd it go? But made out of bananas instead of what? The sun? Yeah, like I don't it know. it was bananas? Okay, if the sun were made of bananas, it would be just as hot. The sun is hot. <laughs> we know this. <laughs> um... It is hot because of the enormous weight 
about a billion, billion, billion tons, creates vast gravity, putting its core under colossal pressure, just as a bicycle pump gets warmed when you pump it. Oh, shit. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, the pressure increases the temperature. Enormous pressure leads to enormous temperature. Cool. So If instead of hydrogen, it was billions and billions of tons of bananas. <laughs> and hung it in space, it would create just as much pressure and therefore just as high a temperature. But... Would we be every morning get a fresh smell of bananas? Ooh, like banana bread? Yeah. Hot I want to live in that universe. Yeah. <laughs> it exists. Yeah. It's According out to there. physics. I think we just thought of it. So now it's there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it that it's everything or when you think of it, it becomes a possibility? Yeah. Should we talk about, isn't that part of Schrodinger's cat? Yeah. That it's either, um, that it's like always there, that both possibilities exist. Yeah. So yeah, for those of you who are dumber than us. <laughs> Good luck. Just kidding. You're probably way smart and you probably think we're idiots. And You've it's stopped true. listening if you actually yeah. know anything about quantum yeah, mechanics yeah, when we started talking about banana suns. <laughs> I don't have time for these folds. I'm out. <laughs> Adam's coming out of our light switch. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. I'm so dumb. Uh, but I think we're just like lining up words. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Adam's trying. energy matter. <laughs> We said something yeah. important about science just now. And that's that's all. Goodbye, folks. <laughs> uh, Schrodinger's cat is if there was a cat in a box. The possibility is it could be alive or dead. Uh, and it's alive and dead until you open the box to reveal if it's alive or dead. So if it's dead, never open that box. You got a live cat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's all about what you think is there. <laughs> That both possibilities exist. It's just the idea that, like, mm. everything is a possibility. Yeah. That everything can exist. Yeah, this poses the question of when exactly quantum superposition ends and reality collapses into one possibility or the other. That's all, guys. That's all. <laughs> reality <Yeah>. collapses. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> See, I love, like how people talk physics yeah sounds real cool do you guys like how we're talking physics yeah <laughs> so smart <laughs> um i i like the idea though that like there is a another situation in which there is a, like let's say that cat's dead when we look inside the mm -hmm. box mm -hmm. there's another situation where that cat's alive yeah because isn't was it it was Stephen Hawking who talked about parallel universes. Yes. <laughs> you read the book. I did. I mm -hmm. read his main book, mm -hmm. which I'm now forgetting the name of. Google, hell. Because he had another book out recently um, that I didn't read. You know, you guys know what it is. You're probably shouting it. Yeah. Uh, a Brief, a brief history, history of, of Time, 1988. And then yep. The Grand Design was the recent one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So did you know that he recently said that there, he, in this new book, he talks about how there probably isn't a theory of everything. Mm -hmm. That's basically like his whole career. He's been trying to figure out uh, like what yeah. is the basic principle that can define everything in mm -hmm. our universe. Yeah. Um, like what holds it together that there has to be like a, a physics principle that kind of like 
um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That everything is just the way that it is for mm-hmm. this like mathematical reason. And he, you know, that's been his life's work. And he recently said that like, it's not, he doesn't think it's possible. Damn. And like, doesn't even think it's possible. Cause I can understand it not being possible for humans to figure out. Mm-hmm. But he just thinks it's not possible. I think that he admitted that it's not, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And there's another, there's another scientist who recently, uh, not recently as in like the last 10 or 20 years that talked about how he had a theory of basically like the impossibility of everything. Something oh, that's like, cool. yeah. And about how there is actually more mathematic principles to define why there couldn't be one full principle to define. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That there's like too much. I I agree. There's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was watching a Neil deGrasse Tyson video Uh, uh, this morning. Much more our speed. (laughs) Crash course to being like someone help. <laughs> uh, and he was talking about like, yeah, before the big bang, there was just like a bunch of atoms bouncing around. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, there had to be a perfect mathematical like moment or over time of like atoms clustering and like getting together. Yeah. And then boom, the big bang happened. And then, and that's just really just more atoms moving rapidly and creating shit. Like, Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> banana suns. <laughs> uh, I was promised a banana and, sun. <laughs> and animals and water and molecules. And yeah, we're all we are are, as he signed off, he said, we are all part of the universe. And it's all just like a, kind of a random yeah. mistake, though. Yeah. And that's that's what I understand physics to be of like all the all this math is trying to understand the randomness of atoms yes because atoms can be at any place at any time and another thing that my roommate shout out to davion uh (laughs) when i was like davion what do you know about physics help me (laughs) um he was like "Ooh, good luck with that but there's always some cool like (laughs) like concepts and one was uh the spooky effect have you heard the of the spooky effect? Yeah, I, love, I this. love it. This also sounds like something that's more my speed. Yeah, it's called spooky action at a distance. And Einstein, I think, was probably like how Stephen Hawking uh, Hawking's is about like, there's got to be this equation. Wait, I don't think there's this equation. Right. Um, the spooky action at a distance is talking about basically how atoms from far away can communicate with other atoms. What? Yeah. Like, and communicate. You would like, yeah. <laughs> like, cause you think, oh, they got to be close together to bond and like create things. Yeah, of course. But atoms from far away can influence other atoms. And if you think about that in the universe, it's like, like, you know, comets and like, <laughs> this is a guess, like comets are like, you know, moving throughout the universe and everything gravitational pool and other atoms and everything might yeah. influence like where they move and everything um, if atoms could communicate to other atoms though wouldn't it be like you know how there's always like what if the there's like a big asteroid that hits us yeah <laughs> bye bye yeah what if the earth's atoms be like nah 
That's crazy. To like move yeah. this way. Like we have so many atoms and you don't have as many atoms. Oh shit. That's kind of like how people talk about if you got enough people in a stadium in a tree and everyone concentrated on burning the tree, the tree would light on fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, is that what it is? So like when we think about, um, uh, you know, like kind of, what do they call it? I was just gonna say junk science, I guess. But, <laughs> so like telekinesis, mm -hmm. like if that has any kind of scientific um, yeah. kind of base in the idea of like, if we're talking about atoms communicating with each other, that it's like less about what you're doing with your mm -hmm. brain, like in the traditional way that you think about something like a yeah. carry, you I know, mean, and more about like your atoms communicating with the atoms yeah. of like another object. Well, they say we only use 10% of our brain. So what that other 90% of potential is. Yeah. Just uh, wizardy like become wizards <laughs> yeah that's, thing. that's what i love about quantum mechanics yeah is like there exists the possibility no exactly i keep trying to find this um this theory but i'm having trouble um but yeah that basically everybody is trying to find the unified fundamental forces mm-hmm uh, that like holds things together. It's like something that everybody has been looking for. Um, and it's like impossible. Yeah. Um, current predictions state that around, uh, okay. A certain amount of gravity. Oh no, this doesn't even make sense if I start reading it. <laughs> this is what happens <laughs> when I was reading yeah. last night. Like beyond grand unification, it's speculated that it might be possible to merge gravity with other symmetries, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to dumb people? Um, it's like gravity could do other things. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's like, um, but there's like four forces mm -hmm. in the universe that mm -hmm. we know of. It's like toughness, weakness, <laughs> gravity, and fuck what's the other one what's another thing that happens um mm, shoot light? uh and the idea is <laughs> and light, light? <laughs> <laughs> am i Tough doing this podcast correctly by not thinking of anything that if I you're feeling dumb this is a success <laughs> oh my god i feel so dumb is everyone else uh that you've talked to real dumb too yeah okay great um <laughs> It's like the idea that like the that gravity could do other that it like merges with other forces. And that's how like black holes are created. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. exactly. But yeah. that only happens like that's not a common thing. There's like a reason. There's like they're trying to figure out like why is it just. Oh, in, in like certain areas. Like, yeah. Like we don't have black holes pool. like. Like, yeah, we don't look outside and there's like five oh, black shit. holes in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like watching like planes just get sucked in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to do with like what we certain forces that we have on Earth that are different from like certain forces yeah. that are in outer space. And like, yeah. is it possible to like create a black hole here? Uh, I hope someone's not trying to figure that out in a, like a lab. <laughs> There's like a lab with a tiny black hole that like little Today mice are at being... Princeton, 
it's gone. <laughs> There's a black hole. <laughs> Someone's oh, no. winning the Nobel Peace Prize, but we don't know who it is. <laughs> we just threw it into the hole. <laughs> also, uh, 10 Nobel Peace Prizes for whoever can figure out how to close this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just, just start dangling them. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> I'm sure if a scientist is listening right now, they're like, that's not how they work. <laughs> You're so stupid. The atoms are building up in their head yeah. until they explode. <laughs> oh, another fun thing I found when I was uh, when I was like researching quantum physics mm-hmm. was angry nerds talking about dumb people thinking they know physics. Oh no! Uh, Should we preface this by saying like, just don't listen to this if you really care about quantum mechanics? They they know what they're getting into. <laughs> If you're like, hmm, dumb nerds, I'm going to listen to this and learn something. Uh, and I already have a PhD in this topic. Uh, I'm like really excited know. for you to get a bunch of angry, like comic book guy type oh, yeah. messages. But hey, to quote Stephen Hawking, life would be tra- tragic if it weren't funny. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks for looking out for us. Yeah. But uh, I feel like he might be into this. We should send it to him. <laughs> <laughs> two, today, two local Angelino girls are responsible for the death of Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Someone figure out the physics of that. <laughs> Their atoms like killed his atoms. Their dumb, They're dumb, dumb. Ad- their weak atoms killed his super strong atoms. They like latched onto his strong ones and just brought him to the ground. Psychological warfare. <laughs> <laughs> like how a parasite can burrow inside of a larger creature until yeah. it sucks all of its strength. <laughs> uh, sorry, Stephen. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You mean so much to me. Yeah. Thank you for all your work. Uh, I like this one guy. I'll name him anonymous, but uh, it's like it's on a science forum. Oh, great. And he's like, I'm not sure when quantum mechanics caught the interest of the public and people began quote educating themselves on the subject but i want nothing more than for it to go away and never be talked about on television or at parties ever again (laughs) this guy uh went to a bad party (laughs) (laughs) yeah um also what parties is he hanging out at i don't i mean his location is new york so Uh Is that is his avatar Dwight Schrute? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it's probably it's Dwight Schrute, <laughs> the character. Yeah, that was based uh, the real person that the character was based on. Yeah, I guess there's a TV show called Through the Wormhole, mm. and he's like, shows like this are literally making ignorant people who have no idea what the hell they're talking about even more ignorant. <laughs> oh no, uh, I bet he would hate the show Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that show really basically just like time traveled. Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was on when I was a kid. Did yeah, you ever watch I, I it? remember. I remember it. I don't I didn't watch it. I think I watched like a couple episodes to get an idea. They were like jumping through time. Yeah. Yeah. It was enough that like that's the kind of stuff that like got me interested mm-hmm. in quantum physics, <laughs> but not enough to like learn the math. Yeah. It. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, I want to see dinosaurs. <laughs> uh. I ended up not taking a physics class in high school because I uh, decided to do chemistry for two years instead. Wow. Two years of chemistry? Yeah. I liked it because the math made sense. Okay. Um, 
Do you have a good chemistry teacher? And yeah, I had a good chemistry teacher, but I wanted to take a physics class just because uh, my favorite TV character, Dick Solomon from Third Rock in the Sun, taught <laughs> college physics. <laughs> so that's real. That's a real dumb reason to want to take a class. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much. Oh, uh, that's okay. Quantum leap is what got me interested in quantum mechanics, and you've heard how much I've learned from that show. Um. I really like the idea that they're like in the theory of our um, a brief history of time. Mm-hmm. He talks about how every possibility basically exists mm-hmm. and all of like parallel universes kind of touch each other, almost touch each other like um, like files in a filing cabinet. But if wow. each of them had like just a little space, but you're always sort of like lightly rubbing up against like yeah. another um, universe. That's so cool. Which I love so much and really puts me at ease when I'm anxious about things. Cause I'll just be like, whatever, it's fine in this other universe. <laughs> it makes me think of the great film sliding doors <laughs> with Gwyneth Paltrow. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. And I feel like I was just talking about this movie with somebody it's in the consciousness right now. I think so. I think I've heard it. Like, I don't know. It's a movie. Everyone, I feel like at some point, mentions just because it's that it's a fun thought experiment of like you know one thing changing and like how that would change your life yeah and that's what I think about with the files is like oh we're constantly making decisions every day some you know big like job promotions are moving and then Mm -hmm. others like "Hmm, do I want to go like make my own coffee or do I want to go to this coffee shop and get a coffee well how that changes like other people and yourself like what if you decide to go to the coffee shop you get in a big fight with somebody that's true they're angry both your days are different yeah they're angry they don't look both ways and they cross the street and they get in a horrible car accident oh that's because you yelled at because i yelled at someone because i'm always yelling at people in the coffee shop i just yelled at um a woman uh i was in the crosswalk last night and um this dumb woman did this thing where, you know, we've all done it, so it's fine. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, you know, when you like pull people pull ahead when you're like, you don't have enough space and now you're in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. Because the lane is all backed up. Yeah. So she was in the middle of the intersection um, and her light had finally gone red. And so I had the cross yeah. walk. And mm-hmm. so going to cross in front of her but then the traffic in front of her finally started moving but she couldn't decide if she was going to go or not yeah and I was like all right well the walk person's already turning into the hand so I'm going to start crossing yeah and I did then she started beeping at me what and okay. I like lost that's I was a like foul. yeah that's I know I was like walking home from the grocery store like two grocery bags in my yeah. hands and I lost it yeah I was I'm... like this isn't my fucking problem and you should be watching the light yeah like, you you messed up you don't enter until you know you can make it through no and also you should have just gone as soon as people started going yeah but you like weirdly sat there because you didn't know what to do yeah I don't know so then my atoms got mad at her atoms yeah and that you and your atoms all your atoms were probably influenced by LA rush hour traffic yeah because I true. noticed yeah I live near uh, a a busy like 
cross section that my just my goal when I moved to this to my apartment was like I don't want to die at this cross section. <laughs> like, that's my one goal of living here, and it's like, but I notice how like eight a.m. at that cross section versus six p.m. on a Thursday at that cross section, the energy is completely different. Really? Yeah, because people are trying to go to their fancy like Beechwood homes, mm-hmm. and they have to get through this, you know jam-packed Franklin like you know it's yeah that so corridor slow. is so slow getting yeah, to the 10 and, one and time. like especially Thursdays I feel like it's not Friday yet they've been working for four days straight they have stressful jobs and they just want to go home so they can pour that glass of whiskey <laughs> and you know traffic <laughs> so that's interesting when we're talking about the idea that atoms could communicate with each other yeah because I feel like all the time you talk about or maybe you don't. People in LA in general talk about energy being like energy, certain ways. Kabbalah, yeah, meditation, crystal healing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we want to think about it in the ways that atoms are communicating with each other, yeah, maybe that's like what that energy is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's real. I think so. It's weird too because. In this brief history and time that we're living in LA, like I know Thursday at 6 p.m., this cross section is going to be angry. Yeah. And, and it, it always is. is. Yeah. There's never a time when it feels different. Maybe like Christmas when yeah. everyone's out of town. You That's know? true. And I drove um, across town on Thanksgiving. On, mm-hmm. um, uh, I had Thanksgiving with family in Venice and it was the chillest. It took like 20 minutes to get nice, there. Nice. From like East Hollywood to Venice, like 20 minutes. And you probably and everybody... had a better time than if you sat in an hour and a half of traffic to yeah. get to them. And I, it's not that even that it even takes long. It's like I listen to podcasts. I like have a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like still it, the energy is just different. People seem lighter. Yeah. And like, of course, it's like people's attitudes. But what is it that you can walk down the street and like at you feel something? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and it's, I think it's bigger than us because anytime you're like, I'm going to go against the grain, you look crazy. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> you know, people that are very like hippy dippy and they're like, oh, you know, everyone's so angry, but not me. I love life. Everything's great. Everyone's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like actually. I don't know. It's like more than just the way that you're feeling. There's like an inside. It feels like you're being pulled mm-hmm. one way or another way. Yeah. Lots of attraction, it's baby. Qu- it's quantum mechanics. Yeah. We did it. That- <laughs> we solved it. Oh, man. Um, I feel like this is a, I let you down. No. By not knowing more. No, 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 no. I, we, we talked about Banana Sun. Oh man, the banana sun was my favorite part. I want to hear more guys that are angry that uh, we're talking about quantum mechanics at parties. Yeah, they're getting mad that people, probably because you know why he's mad? That's his party trick. You know what I mean? He's the guy at the party that like stands in the kitchen and he's like, yeah, I'm a physics major. We were talking about... Planck's constant, no, no, no big deal. And yeah. everyone's like, what's that? Hu- the Hubble flow. And then some other guy, the guy that plays the guitar is like, I know that. I watched Wormhole. <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't get it. You shut up. <laughs> the guy are, with the guitar is and like makes up a song about <laughs> how Einstein. wormholes work. Yeah. He was 
the theory of relativity e and then like all the beautiful that. girls are yeah. like oh my god i love science and then the, and the kitchen nerd <laughs> is like <laughs> no guys i studied this my whole life <laughs> no, no. <laughs> And then he went home and got on his science forum because like, that's where all his bros are at. Yeah, he's like, you know how annoying it is when people talk about physics at a party? I mean, in his rant, he mentions parties several times. <laughs> all of a sudden, I go to friends' houses or I overhear a conversation at a party that sounds like this. Oh, yeah, but there are infinite universes and time is infinite, so time travel is possible. String theory makes so much sense. It's only quantum theory, I believe. Real quote. For the most part, as in 99% of these people are talking straight out of their hats. Like us. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like I was just talking about both of those things. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll learn something from this angry dude. Okay. Um, uh, and they can because... You can bullshit your way through a layman's quantum physics conversation. <laughs> is, this, is he watching us right now? Is that a... I know, right? It's like, whoa, it's like updating as I'm reading it. <laughs> Any two morons can talk about Schrodinger's yeah. cat. Yeah, there are no wrong answers and there is no heavy calculation or understanding. Of course, there is a sequence of logic in it, but isn't all science dictated by logic? Repeating what Morgan Freeman at a cocktail party about time travel makes you look like a total tool. No, Einstein. Well, to be fair, no. we didn't bring up Morgan Freeman. We didn't. And at the top, we talked about oh, the math. It's hard. Yeah. Listen, sir, <laughs> we uh, didn't all study math. Some of us uh, were women and... We're victims of sexism in our public education <laughs> and uh, weren't treated like we could ever learn math. So we had to go into the arts mm -hmm. <laughs> where people actually listen to us. Yeah, we had to become comedians because we're really good at socializing. Yeah. And people want to listen to us talk about physics at a party. Stephen Hawking, he wants to laugh. Yeah. He's, he said so himself. Stephen Hawking, I Googled the theory of everything because I wanted to read more about like mm -hmm. him saying that it's actually not possible. And like there's this other equation. Mm -hmm. And then several Google pages were just about the movie. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie, but I didn't learn anything about physics watching that movie. No, actually, I was a little disappointed. I thought there would be more physics in it. Yeah, because Beautiful Mind kind of goes into what? The math. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Goodwill Hunting does too. Mm, Maybe. It's been a long time. I saw Goodwill Hunting when that. it came out, and I think it was, over, I think all parts of it were over my head at the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't understand like the complicated like relationships either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I was like, I'm 13. Complex. Yeah. I shouldn't be watching this. It's rated R for adult situations. Why isn't Robin Williams being funny? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, it's like, but the genie. <laughs> Mrs. Delphine. Yeah. When's he going to put on a wig? <laughs> uh, I was thinking about Mrs. Doubtfire the other day. You know how when they break up, he moves into an apartment? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that the other day and I was like, wow, that is a really shitty apartment. But as a kid, I was just like, 
it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you got your own place. Oh, yeah. But think of that story now, though. Like 1994, San Francisco, you could just move into an apartment across town. Yeah. Now you'd have to move to Oakland. <laughs> yeah. That they would unless that house is paid for, they would both have to leave San Francisco. Yeah. Like both of them now How live in Bakersfield. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah, that's what that's one of those things that I felt like the 90s, like being a kid in the 90s, you're like, okay, when I grow up, things will be like this. Part of it is because of fictional Mm -hmm. movies. But like also, the economy was so good for people in their 20s in the 90s. Yeah. As we both stare silently (laughs) out the window. (laughs) That's another common thing that happens on this podcast is we all just sigh and look off into space for a little bit life is different <laughs> but again I bigger things a banana sun. <laughs> bigger things that happen that are affecting all our lives sure there, i'm sure there's some math in that mechanics <laughs> um, uh, what are some other thought experiments that you learned about yeah also, side note, in this guy's rant, another guy jumped in and was like, yeah, I hate how everyone thinks they know about UFOs. Ah, that's really funny. I want to go to this party. Wait, is that guy pro-UFO or anti-UFO? Let's see. So I feel like the way he talks about it. Uh, This guy. Oh, yeah. So he's like, in my opinion, this rant of yours is appropriate for other subjects for Uh, instance i'm not sure when ufos caught the interest of the public and people began quote educating themselves on the subject but i want nothing more than for it to go away and never be talked about on television or at parties ever again (laughs) tv shows like best evidence top 10 ufo sightings are literally making ignorant people who have no idea what the hell they're talking about even more ignorant oops yeah sorry yeah, I'm sure this guy is like an expert on UFOs or something or chases. Are there UFO chasers like like twister chasers? Like you see lights in the sky and then you're like, I'm going to follow it. Follow it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they probably are. I mean, I feel like those people live near where the most activity is and mm-hmm. try to study it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like more often than not, though, all UFO stuff now is just like the government testing new. Yeah. Like. Uh, weapon planes mm-hmm. <laughs> drones drones yeah drones. i also don't know about the military that could have been a conversation <laughs> weapon planes uh here's a fun weird thing about physics all the matters that make up the human race could fit into a sugar cube what yep atoms are 99.9999999% empty space as tom stoppard put it Make a fist, and if your fist is as big as the nucleus of an atom, then the atom is as big as St. Paul's. Oh. Like St. Paul the place. Like Wait. your so if your fist is a nucleus, yeah, then all that empty space outside of the nucleus is like as big as a, as a, a town. Yeah. So that's why it, if we scrunched up the human race, it would just be the atoms. What's the rest of that? What's the empty space? Why so much space? Science. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone studying that empty space? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Uh, and then, of course, the fun experiment of events in the future can affect what happened in the past. Like the whole thing of like going in a time machine and like changing like one thing. Could, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I call that the sliding doors effect. I call uh, I learned about that from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. A really back to good. The oh, yeah. A really good Treehouse of Horror episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the. What was it? It was called Time and Punishment. Mm-hmm. It was the same one that has the shinning and Nightmare Cafeteria. I want to say it's season six. It might be season seven. Both great seasons. Really good. <laughs> yeah. Some of the best work on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, and the toaster's broken and Homer goes to fix it and uh-huh. he ends up <laughs> going back in time. What? <laughs> uh, I think he puts like some something like from the plant in it. I don't know. He like really, yeah, makes it make sense. Yeah. And he goes back in time and he's like, what is that that my dad told me on my wedding day? (laughs) (laughs) He was like, if you ever go back in time, don't touch anything because it could have horrible consequences for the future. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And the whole episode is just him wrecking the future. He never gets it right. He ends up sticking with it. The end, it's almost right. He thinks he gets it. And yeah. then they're eating and everybody has long tongues. Weird. And he's like close <laughs> enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are like small changes you could make in the past and people would just be like, that's weird. I don't remember having that book on the coffee table. <laughs> oh, wait. But then they're like, but I'm going to read this book. Yeah. And, then and now I'm learned- Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Who put that shitty book on Hitler's coffee table? <laughs> but like, I don't know, if you move like a tchotchke, like an inch and yeah. then leave, like, that's probably fine. Yeah, it's fine unless like, I don't know, like what if somebody thinks that somebody was messing with their stuff and they really got their paranoid or mm, they in a fight with somebody. Yeah. It depends on the person. There's too many factors. It's too complicated. It's... <laughs> Where's my equation? <laughs> Is there a cursive H that will help us figure this out? Yeah. <laughs> like there's like, wait, H equals H? Like, one H is cursive. <laughs> the other H is boring. <laughs> They're different H's. Come on. Get with it. Yeah. If I have to go to one more party where people are talking about the H's <laughs> and not their differences, I'm going to scream. <laughs> All H's are not created equal. Right? Maybe uh, maybe on TV you learned about the bold H, but there's also a cursive H and it yeah. makes all the difference. Dun, dun. Like, how am I supposed to remember all that? Although I did just describe an entire episode of a TV show from 20 years ago. So maybe we just learn what we want to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an interesting thing is like, like what influences us to go on the life path that we're going on or like being interested in the things we're interested in. Is it, yeah. Is it like, well, it's probably multi many factors, but it's like, is it us? Like, is that just the way we're like, we're born, you know? And Stephen Hawking says like, I must figure it out, you know? Yeah, like this is in This me. is my drive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but when you're a kid and The Simpsons is on, you're like, oh, this is a cool show that people talk about. I'm going to watch this. I like The Simpsons now. I think it's how I learned everything. My theory <laughs> of everything is strongly Influences. based in The Simpsons. Because <laughs> I watched it all like when it was on. So I was like a kid. Obviously, it's still on. Mm-hmm. But like all the early seasons, mostly I was watching them like when they were airing. 
I didn't understand a lot of the references. So mm-hmm. my dad always watched it with me. Aww. Yeah. And he'd be like, do you understand that joke? <laughs> or I'd laugh and he'd be like, yeah, it's funny. It's like two jokes in one. Like it's funny for this reason, but mm-hmm. also it relates to this science thing or this history thing or this like English yeah. this literature. And then we like talk about it and then I learned a thing. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, I feel like that's what makes the Simpsons a great show is like, as a kid, you can watch it and it's funny because it's a cartoon and like there's a lot of physical comedy and yeah. stuff. And it's like, oh, I have a mom and dad. Like they're kind of <laughs> like Homer and Marge. Yeah. Uh, oh, school. Yeah. I hate school. School sucks. You know, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hate doing my homework too. Yeah. I really like <laughs> And then you go back and watch it when you're older and have more experience and like maybe, you know, the complexity of like absurd relationships is funny or like, yeah, there's like a lot of nerd like (laughs) jokes and stuff. Yeah. And like super nerdy learning more about like how the internet started now. And like, they do so many great episodes about the internet, like Mm -hmm. in the (laughs) nineties and it's like, Oh yeah, that's actually what people were doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really, I feel like the Simpsons is a really good historical document. Yeah, you know, they're they're literally trying to go on forever, even though the actors are like, please, please, we're, we're done. Dying. <laughs> we're dying. Yeah, literally. Like, uh, you'll make this until you die. Like each one of them. They're going to give you so much money that you can't say no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who am I to tell them to stop? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a math equation in itself. How much money to get someone to do something. <laughs> I think about that every day. (laughs) (laughs) Just offering people money to get them or. Oh, what what I would do for certain amounts. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I watched a Wendy's commercial and I was like, oh, gross. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I would hate to do a Wendy's commercial. And I'm like, nobody's offering me it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. Yeah. Like if I got one, would I actually like. Like I'm vegan, so I don't want anybody to actually go to Wendy's. Right. But I'm also like almost homeless, so I would <laughs> like to be able to pay rent. Yeah, and a lot of those commercials too, they were like, "You must eat our product and enjoy it and swallow it." Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, then I wouldn't be able to yeah. do it. I would like get sick. I'd get set. sick too. So yeah, I didn't know that they're actually yeah. Eating the there's real some stuff. breakdowns that are like, "You must eat a burger," and I think sometimes, "Hi, baby kitty," uh, cat just walked in the room. Uh, <laughs> and some auditions are, they say the product will be there um, and it's like really cold and gross and you just have to be like mm, love it oh the acting in commercials is very good when you think about <laughs> yeah commercial actors are very talented shut <laughs> up <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention about quantum physics I feel like there's so many things that I want to talk about and I didn't study enough for this. This is like real school. You know, but who knows? Maybe like in the future, you'll be like, hey, I learned all about parallel universes and the math. This come, made come on me, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like uh, so embarrassed by what a dumb. I thought I was a nerd, but it turns <laughs> out I'm nothing but a dumb nerd. Totally. That's how song? I feel about everything. Yeah. We thought we were smart, but we're actually dumb. We are. Dumb nerds. nerds. <laughs> uh, changing the theme song. <laughs> but I do believe we have the potential to learn physics. Yes. We're just, our lives, you know, 
we don't have we don't room. need it. Yeah. We had an hour to talk about what we thought physics was. Yeah, like one of the reasons why I started this podcast is like I'm looking forward to episodes where we talk about like philosophical concepts and philosophers and stuff because I studied that for like three years. Yeah. And then I moved to LA and I'm just slowly kind of seeing it like me misremembering things or yeah, just, but like at the really time I got to, so you talked about it. Constantly. I felt like I was talking a, a second language with people because it's cool when you do really know something well, it's like, you know, these shortcuts to like get people on the same page to talk about like a theory or something. And then you could, yeah, sit in the kitchen and talk about it. Exactly. Like all night you stay up with like your classmates. You're yeah. Like, this crazy theory. Yeah. Oh, um, those were some good nights. I know. Right. But Listen. yeah, I would be pissed too if the guy with the guitar came and was like, yeah, I know all about Nietzsche. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Stop singing songs about Nietzsche. Yeah. <laughs> um, this sentence, though, is real great. Listen to this. Information is stored in a baby universe that separates from our own universe. What? It's like a little hard drive. <laughs> it's, uh, it's talking about how like black holes and like information goes oh, into black holes. it's so dense. And yeah. But like that something. information like doesn't disappear. Mm -hmm. It's just in this black hole. Oh, and it yeah. like gets sucked in and sometimes it can escape. Sometimes information. Okay. So like if you consider information to be like atoms, like everything that's like written inside of um, mm -hmm. a thing. Yeah. So like that's what information is. So like. Let's say that you and I were in space and we've got <laughs> just floating around. Yeah. Hi. We're like, we know so much about space. So we're going to go. And then in invariably we get sucked into a black hole because we didn't know that much about space. We yeah. weren't prepared. Oops. <laughs> we, we were so supposed then, to take a right at Mars, not a left. Oh, damn it. I was reading this map and then I fell asleep. <laughs> They started doing impressions. I was trying to eat potato chips like Homer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get sucked into a black we get hole. Sucked into a black hole. So like all of us is in there, but like it, we can't, it doesn't necessarily like what happens. Stephen Hawking is talking about, um, he has this theory called the black hole information paradox mm -hmm. about, um, so the breakdown of it is it's a puzzle resulting from the combination of quantum mechanics and general relativ relativity. Um, also, this is the podcast where I discover I can't read. <laughs> uh, learning that every day. I never learned how to read. Um, calculations suggest that um, physical information could permanently disappear mm -hmm. into a black hole. But then... It's controversial because quantum mechanics basically says that nothing disappears. Right. That energy yeah, you exists. Can't, uh, can't be created or destroyed. Yeah, exactly. So the idea that physical information could disappear into a black hole is in direct um, violation. Violation. <laughs> Of the idea of relativity. Right. So um, Stephen Hawking, his like more recent work has been about the black hole paradox. Um, and so he has this theory that um, so there's postulated solutions that the information exists, but it's irretrievably lost. So yes. that like 
It's just, I think that's what most people think of when you think of black holes. Yeah, it's like no one's gone into one and come out to tell us what happens in a black right. hole. So um, it's just like... And w yeah, we don't have one in a lab to be like, let's tie this chair to a string and throw it in and then try to pull it back out and see <laughs> right. what happens, which would be really cool. I know, because it would just be like sucked. Everything would be sucked in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like can't connect anything to a black hole. Yeah. Um, so that... That seems to be like there's an advantage of that because it it basically says that yeah stuff still exists but we'll never see it right and but it was also saying too like that something getting sucked into a black hole would then by itself become more denser and yeah it uh has something to do with gravity yeah because black it, holes is just so much gravity yeah exactly yeah. and it violates uh unitarity Un unitarity mm -hmm. united uh, yeah <laughs> it violates the universe being united <laughs> um <laughs> which is something that a couple scientists talk about and uh it doesn't cur so it's like it only works for like certain things it doesn't work for everything mm -hmm. um so then there's a, another postulate that information can leak out of the black hole. So when stuff is like evaporating into a black hole, uh -huh. that it doesn't just stay there. It comes back out again. What? Yeah. So there's a possibility that information does come out. Our message. But we don't, <laughs> but we don't know because it's like turned into other kinds of energy. Yeah. So um, it's like impossible to study it. Uh, and then there's the idea that, um, it's stored in a smaller universe, which baby. is baby universe, <laughs> baby universe, which I think is so interesting. Um, and it says that the scenario is predicted by an Einstein Cartan theory of gravity, which extends general relativity to matter with intrinsic angular momentum, which is spin. Ooh, spinning baby universe. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the idea is that, like, it would go in and it would have to, like, do something else. So then it turns into Just another universe else. within that black hole. Oh. Which is really interesting. That's super cool. Yeah, so maybe within a black hole, there's, like, a bunch of other universes, which is kind of scary, but also so, exciting. Yeah, very cool. We're not alone. We're not alone, but in order to interact with those other people we'd have to give up our own lives and we'd probably be completely rearranged Ooh, that's a good like movie yeah <laughs> that's our la brains this, is, this whole podcast is just about us coming up with like uh it's a brainstorming sesh yeah yeah <laughs> this, these are all like just pitching yeah. <laughs> meaning uh patent pending on yeah, all yeah. Of these ideas don't steal it don't steal our yeah. ideas but that's yeah i've never heard of that i've always heard about the universe is constantly expanding and then that freaks my brain out because it's like where's it going yeah like where's like yeah i don't know this is brand new though um this the idea of uh information moving in and out of black holes mm -hmm. is something that hawking proposed like a year ago basically wow. in early 2016 um yeah, so his work posits that the information is saved in soft particles, which are low energy versions of photons and other particles that exist in zero energy empty space. So like black holes considered to be empty space. So it's like 
the idea that there's like a different types of energy that exists there that doesn't exist here. Yeah. And that it's just being stored differently. It's like, yeah, it's making new everything. Yeah. And so it's like, even if we figure out this universe, now we got to go figure out black hole universes and probably different whole, different black hole universes. That's true. Are there black holes like within black holes? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Different kind of. Well, I was also thinking like, you know, like a black hole, you know, kind of close to the Milky Way galaxy versus a black hole very far away from us Mm -hmm. making new universes. Would they be completely different or would the math make them the same? Does Mm, it make sense? Yeah. Like does our math here. Yeah. Well, or like Stephen Hawking's being like, I can I want to come up with an equation that describes the universes within black holes but because they're in different places with different you know amounts of atoms and gravity gravity and everything and where they are in the universe like would that cause them to create a different type of universe within that specific black hole oh yeah i don't know that's that seems (laughs) like one of these um posits yeah I think we kind of understood something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, reading about paradoxes is very fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, do you have you ever heard of the drinker paradox? No, go on. In a pub, there is a customer of whom it is true to say, if that customer drinks, everybody in the pub drinks. It's like, uh, but is that kind of like what we were going kind of? weirdly talking about like LA traffic of like let's say Barack Obama walked into a bar and was like I'll have a beer and everyone instantly who you know in this bar everyone loves him was like I'll have a beer too I'll have a beer I'll have a beer yeah 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 it's like some sort of energy that that person has (laughs) yeah their swag energy it's like (laughs) (laughs) the swag energy paradox (laughs) yeah I'm a a scientist now (laughs) You might have heard of my uh I want you to my go, book, swag energy. I want you to go like back on that message board and like <laughs> respond to that guy and be like, yeah, but what about swag? Yeah, energy? sorry, bro. You just didn't have enough swag energy at that party. Swag energy is this not about you. That... <laughs> just start explaining fake theories to that guy. <laughs> Till his like little avatar explodes. Yeah. But then again, you know, like there exist people in our society that have extreme swag (laughs) and others that don't is that like just is that just science yeah i think that's what science is (laughs) (laughs) uh i think it's saying that like uh huh okay suppose everybody is drinking okay (laughs) for any particular person it cannot be wrong to say that if that person is drinking then everyone in the pub is drinking because everyone is drinking because everyone is drinking then that one person must drink because when that person drinks everybody drinks everybody includes that person so this is this is taking my swag theory out of the equation no uh, yeah (laughs) and just saying anyone everyone has equal amounts of swag and but because everyone's drinking in the bar therefore you must drink yeah, it's sort of, I feel like it's like a peer pressure paradox. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, it's like what you do when uh, somebody doesn't want to drink. Yeah. And you're like, no, everybody's And I drinking. think that's maybe their way of saying like, if this group of atoms 
you know, we're trying to understand atoms that we can't see. So we're like, if I know that this one atom is doing this thing, then I know all atoms are doing this thing. And if all atoms are doing this thing, then like this one must be doing Doing it. it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then there's a lot of um, D's, a lot of, a lot of equations with D's in it. What does that D mean? Um, (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of words that I don't understand, Mm -hmm. which is happens a lot if you're trying to like just kind of lightly study quantum mechanics. Mm -hmm. Um, But this principle was like kind of discovered in the 70s. Um, And they're trying to say, ah, the scientist is somebody named Simoleon. Simoleon. Have you ever heard of this guy before? I feel bad. (laughs) Thank you for the work you've done. (laughs) Thank you, Simoleon. Um, Yeah, I keep trying to explain it, but then (laughs) I'm an idiot and I can't. Uh, If and only if there is someone in that pub, there is someone in that pub such that if he is drinking, then everyone else in that pub is drinking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if and only if is non-empty. <laughs> Does that mean anything to anybody? I think there has to be people in the bar or else nothing's happening. There's got to be atoms in this bar. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to relate it back to how. Okay. If there's a woman on earth such that she will become sterile, the whole human race will die out. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so if there's one person, let's see. I don't know. I think this is just tying back into my swag theory. Yeah, I think so, too. She's just got ultimate swag. (laughs) All the guys are like, I want to impregnate this woman, and if I can't, I'm out. Yeah, (laughs) this supports your swag theory. Uh, I'm just going to go into Wikipedia and edit this article on the drinker's paradox uh, to say also Cassie Jerkins swag theory applies here. (laughs) What would uh, what letters would you use S as your mathematical? I would make all the equations like when you look at it with all the numbers and everything, you would still see (laughs) S.W.A.G. <laughs> Those would be the capital letters yeah. of the equation. <laughs> you know, I just got to stay on brand, you know? Yeah, no, totally. That's how people aren't going to forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I feel like we've, we, yeah, we've discussed we've tried. everything. Yeah. Everyone knows quantum physics now. We're all smarter people because of it. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Luce. Uh, you're welcome. I'm going to go back to watching Inside the Wormhole. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really? And I'm going to go watch uh, Uf- UFOs, sightings, TV show. <laughs> Talk- and then go uh, to parties. Yeah. Uh, or, oh, my gosh. You know what's on? I feel like uh, Unsolved Mysteries is like on Netflix or something right now. Or I used to watch that so much as a kid. I know. It's another thing. I would say that um, the Cosmos, mm-hmm. um, X-Files, yeah. and Quantum Leap all made me interested in science but only one of those is like accurate science (laughs) but i think that's i don't know i think it's cool that tv and like podcasts and whatever like are trying to like get the public to understand these things well yeah because you can't all be mit scientists yeah that takes a, a, a long time and you have to dedicate your life to it and we all dedicate our lives in different ways but doesn't mean we can't 
you know. Does it mean there's not a little piece of the atom yeah. pie for us? Yeah, just to understand. Just to... Life just is so complicated. Entertain people at a party. Yeah. So what if I want to get a guitar, <laughs> sing about atoms and particles and light waves? Totally. Do you? Do you? <laughs> I think. I think what we really learned from this podcast is never invite a physicist to your party because they're dicks. <laughs> Unless you want to get your shit talked about on the internet afterwards. God. I'm sure if I follow this thread more, there might be a couple people that defend us. Yeah. Defend the dummies. Yeah, because I would uh, I would argue I would kind of want people to know what I'm up to, like, because then they could be excited about it and you could talk about it. But if there's like, "Mm, I don't I don't know comedy. never heard of it. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, isn't it better to be at a party where we're there and would at least (laughs) want to listen to you talk about your theories? Yeah. Uh, uh, What if you had comics there who like didn't care at all and they were just like, no, not dog. Yeah. And all you can talk about is physics. And then you sort of think you know about comedy. Yeah. And you try to talk about comedy. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, and then you call a sketch a skit. Oh, God. Yeah. And then and you're you like, say your favorite comedian is Dane Cook. <laughs> <laughs> and you ask if we saw that new Family Guy episode. <laughs> see, guy. If we can see, see if you've listened this long. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still with us. Uh, what was his handle? Oh, I don't want to out him. Oh, no, that's right. You don't want to out him. I just thought it would be a funny name. And to be fair, this was written three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Like all good angry rants on the internet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) From 2013 or before. (laughs) Yeah, I just found it funny that by typing in quantum physics for dummies it was taking me to threads where people were just like ugh these commoners. Yeah, I hate dummies. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you like dummies... You can follow me at LTV Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. That was an awesome segue. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I know about other things. (laughs) Feel free to talk to me about them. You're supposed to come on this podcast and be dumb. So yeah. Well done. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. If you want me to describe any episode of The Simpsons to you before season 14, I'm available for parties. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. And that's our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Maybe you learned something. I mean, I'll be thinking about that banana and sun fact for the rest of my life. So maybe that was news to you too. Thanks again. Thank you, Luce, for being on the episode. Just to remind you guys, you can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at LTB Comedy. And you could also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Cassie Jerkins. Yes. And remember, if you're shopping on Amazon, go to boardwalkaudio.com slash dumbnerds. Click on the support our artist banner. Boom, you're at Amazon. Shop as you normally would. And the world is a little bit brighter. Just like those bananas in the sun. It would smell like banana bread, right? I think it would smell like banana bread. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. a boardwalk audio podcast for more information and shows visit boardwalkaudio.com don't forget to rate and subscribe now